0: Great to have you here. I had decided I wanted to get into events. Don't rush into anything. Left university and pretty much went straight into it.
1: It's just got to happen. So do what you need to to make it happen.
0: I've, I've never been one to follow rules. We've spent a lot of time together, haven't <laughs> yes, we? Yes, we have. Always keeping up with trends and fads. How do you manage that, the expectations versus the reality of budgeting? It's always insightful to get a gauge as to what their, their reference point is with budget.
1: Pre-COVID, I didn't know what Zoom was.
0: You know, everything is done to a higher level. That detail, Jeremy and the band and the guys will go into, by definition makes our life easier. There's levels and levels, and that comes in the detail. Welcome back to the secret world of events, the Golden Triangle. Now, this is an episode I've been very much looking forward to as it centres around the world of filming of events, which is very much my world. And today I've invited along three very special guests. Joining me today from Motion Boutique Wedding Filming are Dennis Potasnikoff and Max Popov. And from another top tier filming company whose work I really admire, Steve Hill from Teta Tate Films. Gentlemen, welcome. Hi. Hello, hello. Great to no, have definitely. you all with me. Something a little bit unusual um, because one of the goals I had when I started doing this podcast is um, I'm always an admirer of everybody else's work. People that know me know that we're kind of all in the same end of the events world which is we're all videographers and and capturing the events and one episode i really wanted to do would be on the golden triangle <laughs> you guys i know you love your pictures uh the golden triangle being perhaps the three of us
1: where do where do we sit in the triangle
0: you you can <laughs> choose your position but um what what i'd love to do is i'd like to go around and basically just let's all introduce ourselves so max
2: let's start with you sure um so as you all guys know, um, I am the part of Danny Motion. And um, me and Dennis, um we've been together for... Fourteen years. Fourteen years now. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, my background is, obviously, I studied media production here in UK. Um, I came to UK in 2005, and I graduated with a bachelor's in media production. Um, I've got a job in uni, and... Um, at some point, me and Dennis, we met and um, he offered me to join him, to join the forces and uh, start filming the weddings. And this is what I did. And since that day, we're still together. Mm, beautiful. A beautiful marriage. Show, yeah. A beautiful marriage. And Dennis. So happy about him.
0: <laughs> Dennis. Emotionist. Obviously, we've got the fact that you met Max. So you you both are sort of the co-owners and creative directors of, of Motion.
3: Yeah, you can put it this way. Um, I was the first. Yeah. and then emotion. Um, so, I never intended to be a wedding videographer, but I tried it once and just got addicted. addicted
0: and it's just to it.
3: getting better and better every year. is just.
0: I've got to ask you, wh- wh- what did you think you were going to do? What was the plan? I had no
3: plan. I had no life goal. I always wanted to produce films, I was into s- skateboarding. Well, f- yeah, funnily enough, you did send me a clip, and yeah, I thought to myself, yeah,
0: you, Dennis, you've sent me a film, I'm thinking, look at this, and here's you, yeah. a little sketch, is that you? No,
3: it's uh, one of the guys. It's, are, you,
0: are you filming then?
3: I was filming, and it was nine, 19 years ago.
0: 19 years ago, you started doing all these uh, films, wow. extreme sports, extreme sports. Uh, films, I produced two films. And now you're doing um, extreme weddings.
3: Well, you can <laughs> put it this way, some of them are extreme, some of them are really mellow. Really mellow. Um, so i had a camera and yep. one of the guys i knew from the uni he saw me with the camera and he offered uh, to be his assistant obviously i said weddings no i'm too cool for that but eventually i agreed and well reluctantly i agreed and he gave me all the information on the wedding but he never showed up so it turned out to be a solo shoot excellent that's that's been thrown into the deep end
0: straight away straight away to the front
3: and uh, I did the job well and he offered me another gig he said I'm not gonna be there and after a few gigs I realized I could do it on my own so I put in a a listing in a local newspaper uh, got a few more gigs um, really liked it Uh, the money ridiculous Um, I filmed uh, basically all my friends' weddings. I filmed my boss's daughter's wedding in Lithuania. And then just, uh, yeah, I mean, I moved to to the UK, uh, had a few years researching the market, found a niche,
0: and it just started from there. We'll come to your niche in in a second. We're going to introduce Steve. Steve, I've known you for also for quite a while. funny enough I've had the pleasure of, of having you film me at an event as well where couple, where where I was a guest, a couple, yeah, so Steve, couple. tell me a little bit about your background because you're very
1: much also hands on aren't you 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 film, you edit I do you yeah, film and edit uh I think I'll, if I was going to describe myself probably an editor more than I am, a cameraman uh when the whole dance floor is taller than you it's not not ideal um what's my background i had a, at motion before so yeah. a, a pretty successful business in 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 the north london scene um wound that down in 2020 and then started tete which is um always fun when people try and pronounce it but it felt like a good idea at the time well i'm <laughs> going to ask you because names are, are
0: always very important um but where did where does tete a come from
1: Well, I was delighted to hear Denny Motion" because I've always wondered how to pronounce it. I've always had an idea, but it's the first time I've actually heard someone pronounce it like legit the way it was supposed to be. Okay. Um, Tete-a-tete is from, you would have, I mean, you guys will identify, you have all these moments in between formalities. So couples locked in little conversations um, in between, so it might be a drinks reception or it might be dinner and they're in these little intimate conversations, flirting maybe, fast forward a couple of couple of years and those couples flirting and now you're brides and grooms and you realize that it's all cyclical you know the clients in your room are former clients future clients so that's, that's where it it,
0: that's where it came to it's romantic
1: now, right we all kind
0: of uh, metaphorically speaking swim in the same swimming pool um we all cover the same sort of area we're all um i'd probably say competing for the same clientele but equally not competing against each other we're all i would say very, very different in styles but You guys are focused specifically, um, it feels, on the destination weddings. I feel like it's a big part of what I see out of your social media, and it's a a big part of your business. How did that sort of crack for you? How did you sort of make that transition out of sort of the local stuff into the sort of international world?
2: Yeah, it was a beautiful story. Uh, Dennis might going to add something, but... um, It goes back to 2012 when we got our first destination wedding, which was in France. And um, it it was lovely. We really enjoyed it. But then as a result, we got a second destination booking in Croatia. And I do remember still now that moment when we finished filming and we, we were on the island and it was a photographer, Nolte, from South Africa, and we grabbed the cocktails and uh, and I turned to Dennis and I said you know what I love it he goes what I said look we're in croatia beautiful weather adriatic blue sea beautiful people we get paid i want to do that it, it doesn't
0: get any better than that does i want to do that yeah
2: and then he said okay cuz you like, set up this you,
0: you went and set up an office um in dubai as well didn't you dennis we
3: well it was basically we had a team there
0: yeah so we had two
3: um, um husband and wife and they were amazing they we started working with them here in in the uk 10 years ago then they moved to dubai and we just told them be our representative
0: and steve for you is it is it destination weddings sort of on the map yet is it something you sort of focus on or are you more sort of in the
1: domestic market um, I, I, I would say I particularly chase them. If a client comes to me and says, look, it's a destination job, then fine. Um, maybe four or five a year. N- not, nothing more than that. Nothing crazy. I don't love them. I mean, I, I, I love them in the sense that is the, you've got the variety, but the logistics are always really, really hard work.
0: Well, that's really interesting you talk about logistics because I often wonder when I see specifically uh, Denny Motion traveling. And I know when we travel as a team, oh God, the amount of lost luggage kit, and the amount yeah, of kids. And, so and now I would say, now that the EU and we're outside of the EU, um, you know, the paperwork involved for us. But do you still love like the destination stuff? Does it still love hold? It. You love it. End of story.
3: We love it. But initially we had this, you know, we, we thought it would be a, a dream job, you know, luxurious uh, traveling around the world. But then, yeah, we, then we realized it's, it's so, so responsible you know getting all the footage back even though you have a a backup after the wedding but it doesn't matter you 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 cannot upload anything overnight because the wi-fi sucks there so for me the the most stressful moment is the getting the footage back and without any lost baggage even though i don't really care about the metal yeah, sure. And stuff. Yeah. it's all in May. Uh, say that
1: I, but I have mine lost yeah. on the way to a job.
3: I have mine on. the, yeah, p- on the, the same. way to a job. job
1: with no, yeah. I no had the same,
3: but luckily we had uh, a few people who helped us. It yeah. was in Dubai as well. Then we found the bag probably after two months. It was there in the airport. It was there in the airport in the in the storage room. And
2: here we Yeah, and here we come clothes. to the topic about. Like I see, again, no disrespect, yeah, to other videographers, et cetera, but I see a lot of like people, with they come to the shoot, two luggages full of everything. Um It's not like we have a policy in motion, but we aiming towards that is that the cameraman, like event or wedding cameraman, yeah. to be, he must be lightweight. Okay, I can travel with one backpack. My gimbal, yeah, actually fits my camera bag with the three lenses, two bodies, batteries, etc. All I need is just a small tripod. Even the tripod that I bought is actually it's a full-size tripod, but it's compact. It's like that, and it's solid.
0: Well, I guess that comes down to the differentials of all the teams and how we operate. And this is one of the things where I really yeah. wanted to get all of us in the room today on a podcast, because mm-hmm. I see other people film the way other people operate like yourselves, and I think to myself... Wow, i couldn't imagine when we go we shot a um, um a, a wedding in Lake Como in the summer, and we had fourteen cases of equipment wow, going wow. out well we had we what had seven, we had well we had seven camera team we had fourteen cases right, okay. of equipment um and it was heavy and we lost a ca- we lost two cases on the way as well. <laughs> Fortunately, nothing too dramatic because we have all our cameras with us. And, of course, there was other. other. But when I see you guys travel so lightly and so nimbly, I am in awe of how you sort of – how you pack that down and how you go with such little equipment, it feels like to me – to those, to those No, events. look. It, it used to be huge cases in terms of the offerings we all have. I, 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 you know, I feel like we differ greatly in in the films we deliver. Steve, how would you sort of describe the offering that you offer out to clients in terms of your event filming? How is it sort of packaged up? Let's let's take a wedding for example. What's a typical what's wedding ethos or what? what no, I'm going what, to deliver what, them? yeah. What, what's your delivery? What's your sort of pitch to your client in terms of the film they're going to be getting?
1: Uh, it's it's pretty much stolen from Mad Men. Okay. Which I didn't realize until a client pulled me up on it the other day. I was like, "Oh, actually, you're right." I, I think of it as a time machine. You want to take them back to a time and a place. So that's details. That's obviously emotion and sentiment, but also exhilaration. Like it's always been a big part of my films. Is I remember the first time I did a Jewish wedding. I'd never been to one before, and we, we filmed all this dancing. I was like, "What on earth am I going to do with this?" Yeah, but having. My career before I came into this uh, end of the business, I used to work in commercials and music videos. So I just thought, well, why don't we just make a bit of a music video out of it and then drop a speech in. And that that formula seemed to resonate with people. So I I try and say, look, it's a time machine that is going to take you back to what's going to be one of the pivotal days in your life. It's not just for you. It's for your grandkids and their kids because the quality in which we're acquiring and delivering in now is so good. But it should stand the test of time. Right? I
2: absolutely agree with Stephen. I always add, you know, a a wedding film is like a good uh, wine. You know, it needs time to mature. Absolutely, and you will appreciate it in five, ten. Do you ever
1: watch? Go back and watch your old
2: ones. Well, I, yes, I, funnily enough, I, I do. do. I, I do quite sure, a lot. Yeah, yeah. The I, I'll versions. go back and watch. Yeah,
1: full films, but purely for the trans. To, for me to go back, like if I did a job in Mykonos, for example, yeah, yeah. I was there for three days. You know, I was hanging out with the planner and the band and so I like to go back and be reminded of that yeah, sometimes.
0: Also I, I go back to remind of a benchmark of how far we've also come on. So exactly. Because if you're still editing the same way you were ten years ago, then you're doing something for shame. me very, yeah. very wrong. Yeah. Exactly. And also equally, I admire like I admire um all your work because I watch it constantly when I see the social stuff. Because it's always and outside of our circles as well i watch everything because you need to be on your toes and you need to know what's current yeah
1: the minute you start having young editors FD9.
0: for me as well because i think where i differ perhaps a little bit from you guys is my team have always been full-time we have full-time staff and and offices and everything else but um you know making sure that everybody's very current otherwise you know if your editors are editing in the same style for years then your films don't progress yeah, and yeah. you kind of uh you know you you could end up a little bit sort of dated as absolutely uh in terms of one of the things that i am fascinated by specifically for for you guys mm-hmm. um, at Denny motion is use of music because i know there's a big emotional attachment to music and maybe you'd agree steve that when oh, you're editing a film i can watch a wedding film or i can watch a film i think to myself the hairs on my arms are not moving until that barometer goes up for that moment that for me <laughs> is not good enough but you guys have a very different approach to the musical side of things. You don't use, you know, your, your big artists, do you? You pretty much use... Um, we spend lots
3: of time, yes, on uh, selecting a, a, a nice music track. But also we need to use uh, copyright-free music for the online versions of the, of the films. If they end up online, then, yeah, we don't want to have any troubles. So it takes, well, f- for example, for the trailer, it takes up to half a day. To select a nice music sometimes track. even more yeah sometimes you need to yeah to wake up next day and, and think about it again but uh, well for the main films for the long versions of the films usually it's the client's choice for obvious reasons but yeah the short clips should be in in our opinion contemporary something like music should be unheard of
0: yeah I'm going to run some clips in the background here just while while we go through so people can see. No, we're going to leave the music out for the moment because Mm -hmm. uh, some stuff is royalty-free on some of the other clips it isn't. Um, So YouTube will penalise us for that. For those listening on Spotify and Amazon, they won't have a clue what's going on, but do come and check us out on YouTube. Um, But in terms of some of these beautiful shots, and I know we all produce incredible weddings, for you guys, what's what's the fate i mean we're, we're looking at weddings so let's talk about weddings what's what's the favorite part of the wedding day for you guys is there a favorite sort of part to shoot
2: for me probably there there will be two parts that i really enjoy and um if we get a chance to have a proper like a couple shoot this is where you kind of that's where all the creativity comes out yeah
0: you you manage it like a shoot, though, don't you? Because when I watch your films, We're I, trying to I feel like there's direction in there.
2: We're trying to manage. Well, um, a lot of people think that we direct a lot, but um, at the same time, we don't direct a lot. Yeah. So it's like me personally, I usually lead. If I have a chance, I lead a photo shoot or video shoot. We this is beautiful, with the by the way. Let's tell everybody
0: where this is
3: it's but, um, uh, four seasons cup firat beautiful my that's favorite
2: stunning. phrase is guys just be natural yeah just try it. have fun yeah feel, feel the wedding feel the day and uh.
3: S- that's the only direction we give to our clients we just tell them to be themselves and have fun and that's it it doesn't Which, work always
1: just, though. no of course not because <laughs> a lot of people of aren't times.
0: you know they're not actors they're not talent yeah. and then we just leave them alone yeah obviously. but uh, we yeah
1: I'd forgotten about that lighthouse
0: Memories. yeah yeah beautiful yeah. one thing beautiful i do notice so that when you do your couple shoots because i, I said I, I i've always admired your work is there's lots of that looking to camera moment where they the, the head turns and that must take a little bit of direction from from yeah. you guys yeah of
2: course yeah. and uh, it's uh i it's, it comes from filmmaking, yeah? Because yeah. um, um, some of the films, they use this technique where you have a character looking at the camera and he speaks to you, like, as a viewer.
0: Breaking the fourth wall. Correct. Yeah.
2: So um, um, that's where it's coming from. And um, Dennis really likes this, and um, I support him with that choice that, um, you know, that kind of look into the camera. A bit of fashion element. Fashion, connection, so, yeah. Yeah. Steve,
0: in terms of keeping current... Um, you know, with films and bits and pieces. What's sort of the the offering in terms of your film? You make a long film with a trailer. How is it sort of broken down for you? Is it by packages, collections, size of team?
1: Um, Yeah, I break it down by how many cameramen will be covering. And that's generally dictated by how many guests. Yeah. You know, if you've got a small wedding, you don't need a massive crew of um, cameramen and photographers. Um, And everybody gets a, a feature edit, which is all the best parts of the day compacted into something which is very watchable, A big Jewish wedding that can run into the hours. Um, but you know in yourself whether you've made that move along at the right pace, you know, if it drags or not. And yep. the idea is to get all those best bits in and just keep everyone engaged yep. the whole time. You don't always get it right. And that, I don't think that's necessarily, and I'm sure you guys all jump in on this. You may get something so right for the majority of your clients, but then You'll have that one client that has a different expectation. You have to get through to what that vision is. doesn't mean you've done it wrong. It just means that they had a different idea in their their head. You have to get to that. It must be so much to take in because you've got this incredible imagery. I mean, you'd have to be a really bad videographer to come up with bad looking video now. The cameras are so good. So they're seeing themselves and their friends in what is essentially a movie reliving all this sentiment and emotion new songs potentially old songs so there's a lot to take in so if a client comes back to me immediately and says oh we've a few tweaks i'm like no 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 spend a week with it just spend some time get to know it because you'll spot things in this film that you won't have seen 10 years from now you'll still be spotting things yeah so you just just let it some breathe time to, yeah exactly just let it sit there oh, i'll make changes don't like to make changes want to try and get it right first time obviously but sometimes you have to but i think people need to give you themselves time sometimes
0: i feel though um at events uh, especially i mean i feel we're talking specifically weddings for the moment but i feel like when we go to a wedding um the days particularly can be very very long for our teams and that's fine and then of course when everybody else has gone home and the party's over uh, we're all up in the middle of the night, backing up footage multiple exactly. ti- multiple times, and then we start the editing process. So um, I think for you guys, you all shoot, don't you? You you you're all we actively do shooting when We do everything. Yeah. well, and you do yeah. as well,
1: Steve. Yeah, I do. Not not as much as um, as I used to, but right. I, I'm being more hands on, uh, more hands on now. Yeah.
0: yeah. And from the
1: editing side of things, I know I've
0: seen you know stuff of you saying late night edit, early morning edit. It has, yeah.
3: I do all the short clips, I do the trailers and Instagram content. Uh, but we have a team of editors as well. Yeah. Uh, we still do a few um, films when we have time, but usually it's during winter months. But uh, we've got three, four editors, yeah. so it's basically it's done for us. We we, yeah. don't, we don't have time for you hand over to the long, long films. It's and it's, it's Jason Carroll. Yeah. And so in we terms don't like of editing. You don't like editing? We, we love shooting. Wow. Yeah. That's, that, that. I mean, I've got so much love.
0: Yeah. For the craft of filming. For the filming. Yeah. Me Itself. the same. It's, yeah. it's
3: completely different.
0: Um... But that comes down to also the trust of the team that you've put in place and it's probably been built over many years to have those editors that you can work with. You can simply hand over the footage and know that they're going to deliver you back for your clients. Correct. Uh, just, a, you know, an incredible sort of film. I, well... The process is: I get the films,
3: yeah, and then I spend a few days to check it, frame by frame, yeah, before submitting to a client. So again, it still takes time, even though I don't do the, yeah. the, the main edits. But it's um, it took time to for them to learn what we want, uh, and it's it was difficult. Uh, we had different editors, but uh, in the end, all the films uh, go through me. All max, yeah, and then we submit it. But it's, it's just, it's, yeah. it's, it's it's time
0: consuming. Even even that. Well, it's always going to be. It's always going to because you. It's, it's the detail. It's the detail correct. you have to go through. And for you, yeah. Steve, you you are by your own admission uh, yeah, an editor.
1: An editor. I mean, I edit everything. I don't. Um, I don't have a team of freelancers or people that work with me. It's just literally me, which, it's probably not the smartest business decision. But I think I've got complete quality control yeah. at, at that point so my
0: question would be and it's a question that i see in a lot of forums and a lot of groups it's always been one of our usps and it's about delivery and i see uh, we only do um and by choice mm-hmm. a handful of weddings a year because they take up so much resource mm-hmm. um what's a handful i'm intrigued six seven six that's a handful six six or seven weddings a year. Um, but because for us, as a choice, and this is from a business perspective, yeah. for the pricing that we feel in the marketplace we charge for weddings, by the time we break back down the PL of doing it, actually, from a monetary perspective, as a business, they're probably not really worth us doing, is the truth, unless it's a you know a, a super big job. Yeah, no, I, I agree. But the weddings that come in that we do do, obviously, they're the ones that we love to do and, and we're on board. The big ones. Well, yeah, they are. I mean, they are big for for sure. Uh, But it also allows us to have the room and the scope. You know, for me, the person that emails, uh, as I said prior to the show, the person that emails and says, how much do you charge, are not necessarily the clients that we are going to be working with because they're just looking at the the, the cost. And for us, we want people to come to us because they appreciate the films and what goes into it. So, for example, um, if it's with us, it's totally bespoke. And that's not a word I use loosely. Mm. If a client says to us, this is what we'd like from our wedding film, we'd like a long film, Gavin, of uh, an hour and a half. No problem. It needs to be a good film, an hour and a half, but a long film. We'd like a trailer of three minutes. No problem. Uh, it's a weekend event. Is it possible to have a trailer of every day? No problem. Can we have a super trailer of 25 minutes of the whole? No, whatever you want within that, we will make that doesn't change the pricing for us, but it comes at a price if you like. And I think I'm interested from from our perspective we've always prided ourselves on delivery of events and what I see across forums of weddings and probably the biggest thing I hear and it's not specific to anybody in this room but is delivery times. How and my question would be how on earth for example Steve how do you stay on top of so many events if if you're doing the editing how you must be working 24 hours a day.
1: Yeah, it must be hard. It, it, to stay yeah, on it's top. Pretty, it is very relentless but I mean I'm only two years into this brand uh, being by myself. So I think it was still for that. I knew that it was going to be a tough couple of years. Um, I do a lot of high-end weddings. I also do some smaller ones and I I enjoy them as much, if not more so, um, than the big weddings. So for me, I I still needed to build the brand. I still need to build a reputation. When I had UpMotion, I I wasn't the most client-facing Person out there, so I, no one knew me personally as someone to come to for for video. So, tête-à-tête was about building, and I would love to do less for higher budgets. That's definitely a goal this year. We're I think gonna pop, I've done. I'm
0: going to pop up one of your films here.
1: Yeah, this was this was um, a particularly special one for me. Like, you know, just the speech, everything came together. And actually, we can't play the song, um, but this song came on in the suite with Anushka getting ready. It's the only time I've ever heard the song. It's the only time I've ever heard the song since. The universe gave it to me. Right. And I, I think it's one of the best trailers I've, I've ever made. It just came together so beautifully.
0: Yeah. Meanwhile, I was just having anxiety watching the groom walking around the room. Because when I see, That's <laughs> sorry, right. I always remember there was one of the, it's now in my questions when I go to speak to brides and grooms and couples, um, do you plan on speaking from the front of the stage or do you fancy having a little walk around? Because I remember going to the Dorchester, no. all cameras were ready and set and the groom grabbed the microphone and walked straight yeah. up to the top table. Yeah, that's was the water nightmare. And I was thinking, oh and we, we it managed to get covered, but then it went into my questions. Do you
1: plan on walking around?
0: And then I saw your groom having a little stroll.
1: <laughs> yeah, look, you you see them doing it, they're gonna go full tilt still Steve Jobs, and you go, Okay, it's one of those. But generally now with autofocus on so the cameras like I don't think that's a problem. Yeah. Uh from a cinematic perspective, I think it's nice to have them locked off in a single place. Uh, but do you know what? This is slight digression. Doesn't it kill you? When, and anyone, Jeremy Horowitz, looking at you, I've spoken to Jeremy about this. When the groom is doing his last bit of the speech about the bride, the most romantic part, you'll see musicians like shuffling onto yeah, stage, getting yeah. ready to do that first dance. Like, guys,
0: not now. Well, there's that moment. And there's also the moment when the bride starts to walk down the aisle and then there's a caterer standing in the background with an iPhone following her, down, following her down <laughs> with the aisle it could be a number of caterers but or the um,
2: musicians are not shuffling a, a, a around they're actually just standing at the yeah. back looking Yeah we like, yeah, yeah, one, one musician
1: uh <laughs> tested the keyboard the other day it was yeah literally the apex of this groom's speech and look it was fine we worked around it but they don't know they don't realize that we're all in this economics of something i might do might mess something up for the caterer and you know, vice versa. They have no idea they might mess up for me.
0: Is <laughs> event anxiety a thing for you? It's something I'm asking everybody on the podcast uh-huh. across the season. Is that is that a thing for you? Absolutely. Where, when yeah. do you get the event anxiety? Um, probably, right. well... Before the ceremony. Before the
3: ceremony, getting to the venue on time. Um, I hate being late. If I'm five minutes late, I'm mortified. But, uh, yeah, we just... Probably before the hoopah or the ceremony... Yeah. because you want to make it right you have multiple cameras around you you've got sound ready
0: uh it's every time every and, time and at what point do you then start to breathe and and after everything the goes after c- yeah. yeah i'm exactly the same the ceremony yeah but then
2: think- again like like Ceremony can be finished, then you have speeches as well. Before the speech, you're a little bit worried because you need to check the sound, you need to check the cameras, you need to make sure, like, if your assistant is doing what he needs to do. So, yeah. I think the the full relaxation comes when the party kicks off. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't think, actually,
0: clients really know the levels of stuff that goes on behind Mm -hmm. the scenes in terms of when I go for a meeting and they say, so you, let's say it's 400 people and they say, so you really need a team of four. And I say, well, let's start with uh, your daughter's getting married, uh, getting ready at her house. The groom's getting ready at his apartment. You've got a ceremony at this place. You've got a party going on at this place. And nobody wants to be rushing through London traffic or anywhere to try and get there ahead of you. And you you need everything delivered and all the shots expected. But I admire when I see, so we're in a position where we can probably all put teams out, absolutely, and we understand the value of teams mm. and the value of trust. But then I sometimes see a single shooter doing a wedding, and I think to myself, oh, I've got anxiety for you. Like, I'm have got, i I'm feeling it for you that I you're d- starting.
1: I never, ever get anxious about a job. I get excited, especially when a hooper's coming up, a ceremony is coming up. I just think, I just want to nail this. I'm, no. I, I'm just excited to try and... Bring some creativity in and nail it, which sounds like a bit of a cliche attitude, but it, it, it's genuine. And
0: I'll have a bit of whatever you're taking then if you get no anxiety. I just
1: really it. I just love filmmaking. Um, never, ever get nervous or anxious. You can see problems. I mean, I've, I've done hundreds. I know you guys have done yeah. hundreds. You've done hundreds. Yeah. So you can see problems before they come up. And I think when you're working at the high end, the variables that come in is when you've got cameramen. One of your more experienced guys may not be available, so you've got younger guys. It's like needs to keep an eye on him, need to make sure he's in the right place. But myself personally, never, never once, once feel anxious.
0: And just looking at this wedding, which was absolutely gorgeous. Thank um, you very much, Gavin. Yeah, really, really gorgeous. I love it. In fact, my daughter was a guest at this wedding.
1: Isn't so, it? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah.
0: My daughter, my, my daughter Danny. I think actually, you, Steve, you know Danny, don't you? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Danny's oh, my daughter's yeah, yeah, makeup a artist. Time, uh, Danny but,
3: Alexander. Yeah okay that would be you know, my daughter
0: yeah um so um she was she said it was a phenomenal phenomenal wedding the venue um, yeah one
3: of the best absolutely venues beautiful
0: us. and what filming abroad gives all of us is just an incredible landscape of natural light of mm-hmm. beauty of something a little bit different to what we are able to shoot here because gray london skies, are gray Correct. London
2: skies. sorry that is uh i'll be quick um but um it's like London weddings—they're mainly based inside, yeah. And then whoever is planning the wedding, they rely on a big production, yeah. Where destination, your backdrop is the, the chateau, yeah, the vista, is the yeah. ocean, is the seas, the lake is something that is naturally good looking. Also gives us the opportunity to put drones in the
0: air, exactly, which also gives that beautiful cinematic kind of look and feel. Not something you can do outside the Dorchester on Park Lane and make it look
3: yeah by the same time with the scaffolding around london venues are legendary yes they are you know, lots of history yeah even though the, the the weddings are inside
0: but it's just it's it's amazing to be there we're, we're privileged in terms of um like delivery um you know dvds i don't know if you still get asked <laughs> for dvds discs and <laughs> <Some> blu-rays <laughs> yeah so we moved away from those a long time ago digital delivery for you are you mediazilla what are you delivering on? yeah
3: we use mediazilla we use usbs um if a client wants a DVD or Blu-ray, we yeah. need to outsource. But yeah. uh, we we still we can provide it. Same for yeah. you Steve.
1: No, VidFlow is my platform yeah, it's a choice. Good one. Uh, if someone asks me for a disc, I'll say no. Yeah. I shoot it in 4K or above. Mm. And do you want a disc? So that's an interesting
0: 7. question about 4K. Are you guys shooting in 4K, 4K as well yeah. across started the board? Recently. Yeah. So that's something we started recently, and that was only the decision to go to 4K was really because the file sizes have shrunk now for storage Correct. in terms of yeah, exactly what that. we can do. But um, I know, sort of, you know, really one of the biggest costs for us: hard drives, backup hard drives, and and memory cards, up, memory cards, all sort of expensive stuff. Which when you when it goes back to me breaking down the P and L of a wedding. And thinking, okay, out of that money, what do we? what's the cost of crew? What's the cost of editing? Forget meetings. Forget uh, other times. The things people don't understand, the cost of offices and hard drives. When we go abroad, the amount of portable hard drives that are split up into different bags, perhaps, to make sure all the rushes yep. can come back. What's your
1: you, – if you've done a big one so far in 4K? Yeah. And what did that come out at?
0: Well, that weekend in Coma was 11 terabytes. It was, weekends, 11, yeah, it was exactly. 11 terabytes. Yeah, but how, ha- how, how many ha- cameras? Uh, there were – Oh four, no no no! In total, including statics, we had about fourteen K. Almost yeah. like three no, days' that's worth that's a lot, of yeah. events. That was uh, that was two days' worth of events. Two days. Yeah, two days' worth of events. Yeah, so, uh, although one of the events was a little.
1: Uh, small. I would say an average wedding in four K. And I, and I've got a mix of cameras, so yeah. it's not all H two six five stuff. Easily be two terabytes. Yeah, and a couple of years ago, I had which, five in one day, so that's ten terabytes. Well, so that's
0: ten. So we back up twice, mm-hmm. and one is always kept off site in case we there's or a fire, a fire or, or flood. Yeah, I mean you don't think about these things until it actually comes and hits you. So we always sort of may that. I ask you, gentlemen, uh, which cameras you use? C seventy Canon's right across um, the board now,
1: mm. Steve. It varies. Uh, mostly Sony. Mostly. My shooters mostly use Sony, and then I try and make it yeah, not look like Sony. Um, I thought
2: Sony doesn't take a lot of memory, no? Uh,
1: so the Sonys are not too bad. A couple of Reds as well, mm. um, one of which is on the way. I don't have it yet. Uh, that is obviously big, big file sizes. But look, at the end of the day, like it's a, it's a film. That's the way I look at it. Yeah. And we, we acquire the data. We acquire the footage that we want to acquire. If it ends up being two, three terabytes. I don't care as long as I've got amazing footage to work with. That's no, that's
0: absolutely. What but for what, what what I always think about at the end is I look in our storage now, our off-site storage, mm-hmm. and we've got about 400 portable drives, mm-hmm. all full of work since the day we started uh, coming up to 13 years ago. And right. my anxiety, I
1: I've never deleted a thing. It's also, And now the file size is that much bigger. Well, that's the benefit of something like VidFlow, and yeah. it, that it goes up to a cloud. It's not infinite. Like yeah. it, I think they guarantee 10 years it will be up there, but the point is that there is it does exist elsewhere that you can then pull it from and
0: so am i i'm going to ask you does vidflow store all your rushes all your raw footage
1: no it doesn't doesn't store the rushes yeah. right? it's a good good yeah. retort um well, I mean, we can talk about because Google. yeah, we that, can talk about Google Drive. It's that's probably a little audience, bit but, too geeky for
0: our audience yeah, yeah. about how we're all going to store. it. probably
3: even yeah, the camera chat. storage, yeah. It
1: can it can be done. You just need a very very fast internet. Yeah, control. you need a big pipe to get
3: it. All yeah. people need to know Fat is that pipes. we store in different places. Yeah, absolutely. There are multiple backups.
1: Yeah, cloud and and look, physical. sometimes data will get corrupted. That that is not anyone's fault. It just happens. Absolutely, it happens. You know, uh, cards fail, cameras fail, yeah. um, and you. The goal, I'm sure, the same with you. I always tell clients, we're not losing your footage. If anything bad or horrible, please God, it doesn't, yeah. will happen. It's an angle. Yeah, It's an angle that's lost. We work around it. We edit around it. I'm an editor. I'm happy to have that challenge. I was a
0: guest at a party recently. And it's quite interesting because you don't get to see parties filmed when you're not sort of actively involved. So I don't necessarily get to see other videographers work. But what was interesting to me is um, it, was, uh, it, was a, it was a Jewish wedding. And I saw the camera team filming the Hooper. I know the way we do it. We're pretty much set in positions. We do not move. We're unobtrusive, but we we try not to move. Photographers move around us. And I saw this video team not just moving, but actually changing cameras with each other whilst they were filming the event. And I oh. thought to myself, oh, I just, you know, they one would pick up the gimbal, film, he'd then pass it to someone else, he'd pass him back a monopod with a longer lens, and they everything would be fluid and moving. And it was just... I I was more fascinated by the filming. Obviously, I've enjoyed the hupa, um, but it was very interesting to see other other people work. Would be careful! I've never seen it before. No, I can't seen be intrusive.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I think um, when the family are underneath the the or in a ceremony, they're very much in the moment, and it's amazing what you can actually get away with, and they'll not notice or not be party yeah. to that. Uh, but I think you have to be mindful. It's like the yeah. most spiritual. Um memorable moment. That's them. a beautiful
0: shot. This is this is one of your gorgeous weddings. Because, Indian weddings,
1: yeah. Yeah. I, you,
0: you shoot a reasonable amount of Indian weddings a year.
3: We still do, yeah. We, we we used to do a lot of Indian weddings. Yeah. And then we moved to a Jewish yeah. market. But uh, we love Indian weddings. Yeah. The colours. The colours, the vibe. Energy as well. Yeah. The parties are crazy.
0: Yeah. Uh,
3: but, but long. And... <laughs> it's fine. Long. I mean... We can manage that yeah
1: fourteen hours, sixteen hours, yeah, we've been there,
0: Dennis, I've got ten years on you. T- come back to me when you're fifty two and tell me how <laughs> you're feeling, Yeah,
1: but not your cameramen as well, they may not be as yeah. committed to the project as you are
0: well, that's really interesting as well because one of the things that when we've trialed new cameramen, what we typically do is we'll have our full team and we'll trial a cameraman, we'll pay him for, for the day, and he'll say, yeah, yeah no I, i've I've shot weddings, and we've had a look and we looked at his footage, and I thought okay well let's let's see how you cope." And we bring him into one of the big events, and they, after five or six hours, are going, "Well, well what, what's what's next? Is there's so much, mm. it's so full on." And let's be honest, do you ever stop to have a a dinner break? Do you ever stop for an hour t- in your sixteen hour day? Mm, no, not
2: a chance. Uh, well, Indian for weddings an hour.
0: tend
3: to have a, a a break of a few hours, yeah. in the middle after the yeah. ceremony. Yeah. so it's
0: fine. A Jewish wedding, So you stop. Jewish wedding, probably
3: we have ten minutes. Of ten minutes, break. yeah. But again we're fine with that it's, yes it's relentless it, all the, but do you it's know what? stamina stamina for well, camera teams always, is, is the important. thing
2: is I think it, it has advantage and disadvantage as well yeah like uh, having a, a full-blown day with non-stop it just makes your day go quicker mm-hmm. yeah you're not bored you work hard if you're done you know you're done there is it, like especially with Jewish weddings you know 100 percent you're from 12 to 12 this is it like we're with Indian weddings, my, my, I have a story. I was like, from door to door was 23 hours. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I probably filmed about uh, 18, 19 hours, and then one hour and a half one way, one hour and a half other way. And, yes, they do have these kind of pause in between first half of the day and the second half of the day, and you can have a rest. But, um, again, it's different. Yeah. Yeah. Steve, is Indian weddings a thing for you?
0: It's not really a thing for us.
2: Uh, No, I've
1: done a few. It's not not really a thing for me. I rely on the network effect. I don't publish anything to social media at all. So I'm entirely reliant on my clients telling their friends their
0: friends them seeing your trailers
1: yeah that they, they, they were happy yeah
0: so. guys we have um, some questions in from instagram uh these are from our subscribers and each week they uh, they post up some questions so let's see what we got for for everybody how important is the relationship between a photographer and videographer at an event steve you gave a little chuckle how important is that relationship
1: uh massively important and not important at the same time uh Depends who the photographer is. Okay, well let's let's quantify that. Talk to me. So I would say two of my best friends in the in the business, three of the best, my best friend. Where is he? Um, in the business of photographers, I think you just we're so closely related in terms of what we're doing and how we're achieving it. Obviously, the end product is different, um, but you essentially need to be in the same places at the same time. Um, so you have to have a good relationship with them. However, there's been plenty of times where I've shown up, I don't know the photographer, they're a bit demanding, maybe they're a bit anxious and that manifests in, in, in them taking over. You just kind of have to let them do their thing. Yeah, not. absolutely. And the, f- wor- the worst sorry, you can do yeah, is get into a again, conflict. You have yeah. to
2: let them do their thing and that will affect your job and it will affect your results as well. So that's why I think it is very important. Like I think... Uh, I believe that uh, the the film and the stills team must be as one unit. Completely agree. uh, Because otherwise, someone will feel anxious, someone will feel, you know, um, left aside, yeah, or he doesn't get enough uh, to produce what he wants. But when you work as a team, then it's easy for everyone. I think the
0: advice, certainly when I have meetings with clients, is always one of, I always ask the question who's who are you looking at to photograph your event and I explain why of course you can choose anybody you, you you wish to work with but here's the reasons why there's synergies with people who understand how other people work it just gets a better result for an end client across the board and that doesn't mean to say that you don't want to work with photographers you've never met of course you do and we'll do everything we can to to make sure that i always start with a joke line of saying if you see any of my team in the way give them a little slap on the back yeah. and just say I need to go and they'll always move aside but hey here's one thing perhaps I ask of you and just be mindful of this this and this and we'll all have a great day and let's just let's just go smash it for the client yeah
1: um I mean and you I- you always get um the odd photographer who who you know is quite upset that you're in their shot the, the question is never like am I am I in your shot and I, I for the first couple of years he used to stress me out and then I got to a point where it's just like I'm just just going to work around Steve, it. you
0: told us you never got stressed. First couple of years. There you go. First couple of years. Lovely. <laughs> Let's get to the next question. Is bridezilla actually a thing? Absolutely not. People are different.
3: So, brides are different. We can handle anyone. We just yeah. need to be professional on the day.
0: Let's clarify what is bridezilla. Yeah, that's a good question. I guess it means someone having a tantrum, someone being a bit of a diva, a bride being a bit of a diva, having a... Because me- I've, seen, I've seen plenty of brides have a meltdown. And everybody, uh, maybe in bridal prep, when there's lots of people in the room, there's a bit of anxiety coming in for them. It's just I find from a professional point of view, if there's camera
2: or photographers there, just be calm, always to be calm. This is where... This is where our job is as well, like partially, yeah, like a paparazzi team, yeah, photographers and videographers. We need to be a little bit like psychiatrists, you know, like people, like they just said, everyone is different. So if something is wrong, we're there to help out as well, you know, to calm people down, to explain them, because we've seen those weddings, hundreds of them, yeah. We kind of, we, we know where it's all going and how it will end up, so We're there to explain that because they're having their first wedding in their life. Steve, for you?
1: I think that there's so many factors, you know, the attention, the anxiety, the nerves. So I'd I'd never take it personally if there's something going on. I mean, not that anything's ever been directed at us. No, I don't think it's ever been directed directed at us. It's it's usually around
0: family, actually. It's usually
2: family. I remember that wedding. Remember in France, the last wedding, we did, um not maybe the very last one, but Groom came over to me and and he said, Max, you know what? Thank you so much. Like, you've been better than a planner. Yeah, Max is really good at that. Yeah, it's like... Uh, uh, in those so words, because you're, for... you're always smiling,
0: Max. But it's because you're always smiling. it's not always smiling. is like, the yeah. there's like, no
2: need to panic. Yeah, no need to panic. If people are stressed out, you just, you know, calm them down, explain everything going to be right. Film, because it's also, I always say, like, um, when my couple asking me, "What do you need from us?" I always say, "Guys, just like, I need a smile on your face. When you're stressing out, we can't do anything about it. Yeah, then the film will be like this." Yeah. So I'm not going to be able but, to but, but edit equally, that. But
1: there's equally, some, there's sometimes humour to finding that, and you know, if you're working with a family that generally are a bit volatile to, towards each other, you know, they wouldn't be uncomfortable Themselves. with you with yeah. you highlighting that in yeah. the film. You know, sometimes that is just their story. So here's
0: the next question we have got coming: Photographers with an assistant holding a giant flash on a
2: stick—necessary question mark? That's probably the question for photographers no? Yeah. <laughs> From our perspective. <laughs> It's an eyesore. No. Yeah. Because it ruins, you know, no, with the short work, work around it. Tra-
0: yeah. But
1: yeah, it's a life coverage. So yeah. I guess they're, stick- they're there to do their job. It's a perfect example of where, you know, a couple of years ago, or rather early early years, that would have affected me. But if if they feel that's something they really need to have yep. to get their yeah, shots, yep. and the clients book them, knowing that, I'm going to treat them no I differently. I would
2: say, as long as they work with a video team, yeah, and they do their shot and they coordinate that we can produce our shot without that flash in the shot. Yeah. Then I'm happy. But again, a lot of photographers, they have different techniques. Yeah. Like, for example, Blake is using a high stance flash around, this stage. around the stage. Uh, yeah. Edge of the- Someone is doing. In general, no flash, nothing, natural light, especially destination photographers. They yeah. don't use flashes at all. Yeah. So, yeah, it depends. Okay. Next question we
0: have in uh, Ant Read 977. Your favorite party band? Mm. Do you have a favorite?
2: No, I think they have. Well, I'm really close to Totem. Yeah. Uh, I know Brett personally, and I've done a lot of gigs with them, and I traveled a lot with them. Um, and I really like the guys as well. Uh, we were quite close with Jeremy as well from yeah. Musica. Uh, these are the like the bands that we we work. Yeah, you see a week in, week Out. Do yeah. you, Steve? I,
1: honestly, I think they're they're all brilliant. It's a very diplomatic way yeah. of yeah. handling it. But I think they're they're all pitched at the right levels. And when clients ask me, I always say, look, you know, you can spend, and this is where you're at. Where you could save a little money and this is where you'd be at. Yeah, but they'll, they'll still bring an, yeah. an amazing party. Yeah. yeah, exactly.
0: Next question we have is uh, What's your favorite venue for a wedding in London? Well, for me, it's the Rosewood.
3: Okay, gorgeous. I mean the the, the backgrounds and lighting is just amazing. You may. Outside as well. Hard question. So many good venues.
1: So many yeah. good venues.
2: Yeah. Mm. Maybe the landmark.
1: Yeah. Okay. But I judge them all by how good a parking space I get. <laughs> that's Steve, a good one. Steve, <laughs> that's amazing. world class. If I get like directly at the ballroom entrance, I'm absolutely loving it. I know the job's going to be brilliant. Yeah, the Rosewood. Smashed it on already. Sunday. Rosewood on a Sunday. There you go. I mean, we're, we're gifted by the fact that on a Sunday you can kind of yeah. park anywhere. Yeah. I'm not immune to the odd parking fine. And, and I'll if, quite happily
0: take it. if absolutely. I've got the Absolutely. What's want? the biggest surprise you have ever seen at a party? Mm. Seen a surprise, maybe a surprise performance, maybe... The bride not showing up until...
1: She had food poisoning. It. I had one bride who had, had food poisoning really, really badly. At a massive, massive wedding. She showed up for the ceremony an hour late and then disappeared again. Had her first dance after the speeches and then disappeared again. Oh, that's... Disaster.
0: That's a disaster. Yeah. I felt
1: Lovely off family it. as well, like yeah. the nicest couple. Just, yeah.
0: Short film to edit then.
1: No, do you know what? we We still made... <laughs> Feature in it in the same yeah. way that we would. Yeah, I mean, it still all happened. She just wasn't a massive presence, which is such a shame. Yeah. For you guys, was there any big it's surprise? that yeah. you have seen something? This?
2: Yeah, we had, there was a, I wasn't there. It was a second hour team and uh, they were the at Sheraton, uh, yeah, Park Lane with Paul Tom and photography. And um, it was a, it, basically the pipe exploded somewhere and it was a flood above the ceiling. And during the, after, just after Hoopa, everything collapsed there and like the whole water, the whole ceiling, everything. So then what? Huh? What happened with the party? Evacuation. Oh yeah. The whole yeah, wedding yeah. went out and they moved it into the kind outside. of closest pub or somewhere. Then they brought the musicians in there and they continued to party. Wow. Yeah. yeah okay. it in a
1: way that would kind of be a cool film to. to yeah. Make.
2: Yeah. And we filmed that. Well, yeah. our second scene filmed, filmed that. Film. So I think that, 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 that was like the, Yeah, kind of a surprise. Kind of a big story. Guys, is there one
0: sort of rule you live by in business, in your approach to events? Is there one sort of, like, from the heart rule, something you're always going to stick by? Well, we care about clients. It's, I think,
3: number one for us. Reputation goes next to it. So I think relationship with a client and just... Exceeding the expectations is the most important for us. That's very important.
0: I love that. Steve?
1: I just want to make them feel something. Yeah. Cinema should move
2: you. So, Yeah, Yeah, I agree. And uh, I would probably add to all of that is um, to have a passion in yourself, to do the wedding films. Yeah. So when you lose the passion, I think it's time to to do something else <laughs> to, do corporate, to do corporate filming I do I, 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 yeah. me and is we do corporate and we do some other stuff as well so not only weddings but...
0: guys it's been fantastic having you on the show today thoroughly enjoyed I felt we could have gone for hours and hours yeah. didn't even touch thank half, half the Gavin. questions but great having you I'm going to great drop watch. links to uh, both Denny Motion and Tatear Take films uh, in the show notes below so do check out both of their websites um, thank you for joining us on the secret world of events and we'll catch you on the next episode Great to have you here. I had decided I wanted to
1: get into events.
0: Don't rush into anything. Left university and pretty much went straight into it.
1: It's just got to happen. So do what you need to to make it happen.
0: I've, I've never been one to follow rules. We've spent a lot of time together, haven't <laughs> yes, we? Yes, we have. Always
2: keeping up with trends and fads.
0: How do you manage that, the expectations versus the reality of
1: budgeting? It's always insightful to get a gauge as to what their, their reference point is with budget. Pre-COVID, I didn't know what Zoom was you know everything is done to a higher
0: level that detail jeremy and the band and the guys will go into by definition makes our life easier there's levels and levels and that comes in the detail